Holly G with the Golf Insiders. We are going live to Wingfoot for the 120th U.S. Open. And we always love when he can squeeze in some time for us, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. All the guys are talking about it. What a beast of a course. We talk about this, but really, this is one of the, the best in the you know rotation for us opens probably the toughest alongside oakmont tell me what the players are saying well difficult but fair is what i'm hearing from most of the players um there, there are just so many there's so many challenges here i mean you look at the fairways they they're so narrow i mean they look like a piece of spaghetti off off the tee um the rough is going to be a story throughout the entire week it's three to five inches. There's a graduated rough, three inches for the shorter version, five inches for the deep stuff. And we have no fans, so this rough will not get trampled down. Um, so if you miss it five yards off the fairway or 30 yards off the fairway, you should get the same lot. Um, these green complexes, and you will see them in our coverage on Golf Channel and NBC, they, some of them look like mini skateboard parks. I mean, it's fascinating um, in where you can attack and where you can't, where you got to play defense here a lot. Um, it, and the length, I mean, this is a long golf course. You combine all those factors that I mentioned, and this is a par 70, close to 7,500 yards on the scorecard. So patience will be not only tested, but redefined here. Um, and it's just going to take a lot of emotional and mental strength. This is not about mechanics. This is about strategy and being able to deal with adversity because it will be in the mix this week. Yeah, that's, this is what we call a stout track, mm -hmm. right, Todd? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it sometimes sounds cliche that it's going to test the players, you know, every aspect of their game. But like you said, strategy, and um, I was just listening to Webb Simpson saying, um, you know, there's holes where laying up is a, is a good strategy. Share about what he well, said. Well, sometimes you're going to be forced to lay up because if you hit it in this rough, you can only get a wedge or a nine iron out just to hack it back out in the fairway and then try not to get a, a bogey or worse. Um, so yeah, that's a big factor. I mean, look at Dustin Johnson, for example. Dustin Johnson is by far the best player right now. He's gone second first, second first since last four starts, dating back to the PGA Championship. He's won $18.7 million in those starts, and of course $15 million of it coming from the Tour Championship. But he's altering his equipment. His, his, his normal shot is left to right, a little bit of a fade, but there are a lot of holes here that don't bend that way. So he's putting a, a two hybrid in his bag that he can turn over. I mean, so so he can just, you know, just be in the fairway. That's all they care about out here right now. Because <laughs> if you're playing out of the rough, I mean, you got 14 opportunities to hit a fairway. If you're playing out of the rough in half of those holes, I mean, you're looking at 76, 77 every day. Yeah, and we know that uh, over par has won this championship at Wingfoot in the past. Well, we look at, you know, Bryson uh, as, you know, all about gripping and rip it these days. Um, you know, is he going to have to dial back? What's his strategy going to be? 
Bryson is on the record. He's not changing anything in his philosophy. If he was playing here, if he was playing at Muirfield Village, if he was playing at Bay Hill, he's going to hit it as hard and as far as he can. He doesn't care where it lands. Up. Lands distance is the key for him. So count Bryson out. He will not be in contention here this week. I mean, I love Bryson, but that just is not the proper philosophy here. He's got. He should have a little, a little more of a control aspect than than a power aspect here. Uh, yeah, it's just not going to work. Well, that's something DJ has has certainly learned. Uh, speaking of accuracy, uh, Phil says he isn't seeking redemption this week at wing foot but rather accuracy off the tee what what are his hopes and <laughs> chances here my friend you know it's interesting because uh phil mickelson was not uh on the list of press conferences um he, he was he was asked but he decided not to so it's up to me uh, at, at the Golf Channel to try to, to get him. And he played the practice round yesterday, and, and no one was coming up to him. And so I just went up to him, and I, I and I jokingly said, Phil, you're in the Hall of Fame. You nearly won here. People are rooting for you. The people would like to hear from you. And he's like, okay. And so so I did ask him that question about, is this about redemption? He said, no. You know, I, I'm 50. I've had a wonderful career. Anything that – happens after this will be gravy and to be honest with you i think that's a good approach for him because if he comes in here and he thinks about what happened 14 years ago when he was bouncing his tee shot on the 72nd hole off a corporate tent you know and 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 puts some internal pressure on himself he's really he really doesn't have a chance he's already proven that he couldn't win this tournament when he was at the top of his game so now he's in the fall maybe december of his career don't put that unwanted pressure on yourself. So, yeah, you know, I I, I think – I was talking with Jaime Diaz last night on, on air, on live from the U.S. Open. If he just puts himself in contention on Sunday, I mean, that would be a huge story. If he's within two or three or even four heading into the final day and can, and can find lightning that day in a bottle, it would be a tremendous. And if he wins, could be one of the greatest – one of – the greatest at least top 10 golf stories of all time absolutely and uh right behind that would be tiger uh either playing in the same group or uh perhaps a shot ahead on the leaderboard Uh, what do you think about tiger's chances um i think he's got a better chance than phil um i think he has if he plays the same way he played in japan and you know I was there, and so I witnessed it with control, without power, and this golf course demands that, um, and and can putt well. That's been a problem for him. Um, if he can do that, then he's great. The, the strength of Tiger Woods is that he is the best game manager on tour, meaning he, he doesn't maximize mistakes. He minimizes them. If, if he makes a bogey, he makes a bogey. If he doesn't turn a bogey into a double or triple bogey. So that's a huge strength for him and a big plus here on this golf course. And he has experience here. Um, it's just about execution for him. And frankly, it, it, it's going to get chilly here in the morning when he goes off early. Um, it's down in the 50s. Uh, I, I'm curious how his back will hold up. He says he's got good range of motion now. So, But, yeah, if all of those factors – come to fruition absolutely i think he's got a shot 
put himself in the contention at least. I completely agree. Nobody nobody has better patience uh, than Tiger Woods when um, you know when it counts the most. Um, the weather you mentioned it. What you know? What's it, it looked absolutely spectacular this morning uh, as we were getting those great shots on Golf Channel. Uh, is it going to stay dry? You know, are these greens going to, you know, get quick and fast? <laughs> it's interesting. I, I arrived on the property Sunday, and it was soft. Uh, fairways were soft, and the greens were soft. But talking to players yesterday and talking to a few players today, we have had dry conditions, and the wind has been blowing each day. This golf course is firming up already. The fairways are faster which you may think is good because of the length they can help with a little more rollout. But a lot of times the way these fairways are cantered, it'll roll out into the rough and that's obviously a negative. Uh, but also the, the greens are, have become firm. Um, and Wingfoot has a sub air system underneath these greens and they can start, they can control the firmness of these right. greens and already. So they are making them a bit firmer. And I would guess, as you look at Saturday, I think Saturday, USGA, you know, not a lot of people know this, they push it the limit to the golf course on Saturday, um, then, you know, try right to the edge. And then from that point, they can assess on how the golf course is playing and if they need to back it off, maybe put more water on the green Saturday night for the final round, or if they need to keep it right where it needs to be. Um, so I, I look at Saturday and how this golf course is playing. That's going to be the most, I guess, the most difficult day for these players, minus the whole locations. Well, uh, that reminds me of the famous Saturday at Shinnecock a couple of years ago. Uh, we know that, uh, you know, there was some pretty, uh, pretty high rounds that day. So it'll be yeah. interesting, interesting to see. Uh, Rory coming back, um, you know, not uh, not having the greatest couple of of uh, tournaments in the playoffs. You know, he's just had his new baby, Poppy Kennedy. So so awesome. Uh, where do you see Rory right now? Is he is that helping him maybe swing a little more freely for this Open? What what's what's your feeling on Rory? I think it, I think Rory comes in here is a dangerous pick, uh, and I say that because he understands. Given every, well, first there's a lot of positivity in his life. You know, he hasn't been playing well, but of course that doesn't mean anything to him compared to the fact that he's had his first child, his daughter Poppy. Um, but I think it is also kind of tempered expectations for him, uh, and when you, and he's a tiny bit under the radar. I agree. Um, and so I, I, you know, you don't have the external expectations, and I think he's reduced the internal expectations. And so, I think he might play with a little bit of freedom here this week. Now, of course, he's got to execute uh, the shots, but um, I guess he's just—he's not very tight, and I and I like that about Rory. He, when he plays with freedom and he doesn't think about expectations, he usually plays pretty well. So I would keep my eye on Rory McIlroy this week. Do you think this is, you know, truly a short list of guys that have a chance at this tournament just because of the nature of the golf course, Todd? Do you see, are we going to see some fresh faces that we might not, you know, uh, think about on this leaderboard? What's, what's your gut take? No, I do not think there will be fresh faces. I think they're about, I, I think that probably 
What's, what's the been, short list? Six? I, I know I'd stretch it out to about 15. Ooh, that's about it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't see, um, you know, somebody outside the top 50 or 60 in the world. Um, it could happen. I'm not saying it can't happen. But I would be su- surprised if somebody, you know, that's, again, out, well outside the top 50 or 60 in, in the mix here. All right. So, uh, it's time to put the blindfold on, throw your dart. Who are you picking on Sunday? Well, I mean, it's hard not to go against Chalk right now. He's playing so well with Dustin Johnson. But if you look outside of Dustin Johnson, there are a couple of guys. There are, I'm going to give you three other names. All right. Uh, one is Xander Schauffele. Xander actually won the Tour Championship last week. He had the lowest total score for 72 holes. And he plays difficult golf courses pretty well. I like him. Uh Daniel Berger has been, outside of Dustin Johnson, the best player on the PGA Tour uh, from a ball-striking perspective since the Tour returned to action after the pandemic break. I like him a lot. I think he's ready to elevate himself to another level. He's 13th in the world. And the other guy is Patrick Reed. Nobody's really talking about him, but he has the best, in my opinion, and the you know, one of the best, at least, short games on the PGA Tour, and you're gonna you, you're gonna miss these greens here because they're so complex, and I think he's gonna be it's gonna be a key to get up and down a lot to say par. Um, so I it one one of those four guys I like a lot. I agree with your Patrick pick. He's on my list. Um, you know, he's just got that tenacity. He played well at Shinnecock, and uh, you know, I think it's. It could be his time for another major on the resume. And the X Factor. I love Xander Schauffele, and I'd love to see him break through and get his first major. No doubt. It'll be fun. All right, Todd. Thanks so much. And what's coming up on Golf Channel? Uh, We got everything you need to know on the eve of the U.S. Open. Um, Got some great stories. I'm going to be talking to Patrick, excuse me, Preston Summerhays, his father, Boyd is on the bag, and he's the coach for Tony Finau. Uh, I've got updates on Tiger, on DJ. Uh, we're going we're gonna to hear from Mike Davis, who is CEO of USGA, on how this golf course is set up. And, of course, you know, we'll hear from players all, all throughout our two-hour show from 7 to 9 tonight. So tune in. Fantastic. Thank you, Todd, for spending some time with us. Always appreciate it. You're welcome.